Greetings, friends. Today we will be finishing out Proverbs chapter 23 with verses 29 through 35. I love this passage. Here's what it says. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who tarry long over wine those who go to try mixed wine. Do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart utter perverse things. You'll be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on top of the amassed. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. <laughs> if you've ever listened to the dramatic reading edition of Bible is, Bible.is, you can listen to it on the net or uh, there's an app. It's a free app. And I hope you'll give it a try if you haven't. The reading of this passage is done quite well, in my opinion. And I love the reader's voice, his inflections. And although it does make me smile to, to think about it, and when I listen to it, I know this is a very serious passage. So let's get to it. Uh, remember the last session, Solomon focused on the misuse of alcohol, uh, food, and actually women. We talked about how what we take into our bodies and what we do with our bodies and the relationships we have, everything should be for the glory of God. And today Solomon, he is quite pointed to what sin he is referring to. And he spends many words focusing more specifically now on the misuse of alcoholic beverages. And I think this passage can provide us some more touchstones for discernment in all things on our journey through life. Let's look a bit closer then. Um, Solomon, he lists a number of side effects or repercussions of drinking alcohol in excess. And he accentuates the pains that it can bring with words like sorrow, woe, and strife. He asks then, who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Then he gives an answer to his own questions. And I believe that what he says has applications which we can add to the list of the touchstones for discernment that we looked at in the last devotion. So Solomon has posed these questions about who it might be that experiences all the miseries that he raised. He answers and says it's those who tarry long over wine, those who go to try mixed wine. <laughs> if he was speaking of food, as he did in the last session, he might have said, it is those who tarry long at the table, <laughs> those who overindulge in rich, greasy foods and sweet desserts. It's those who experience all these woes. But I think that today Solomon's words on drink they parallel with an obsession with sex 
that led to the adulterous woman earlier in the chapter. There's like a symbiotic seed that's shared between all sin. And I think Solomon is showing us how to see it before it devours us. So remember last time we talked about what leads or motivates a man will determine what he walks towards as he seeks satisfaction in his life. One verse we looked at was Galatians 5.16, which says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And we talked about how the Spirit of God, it's good. And there's a context in which the flesh is good. But one or the other have to lead us, and we'll have to have the final say in what we do through our life. And that's where the problem can arise if we are led by the flesh. So, like food and all the things that appeal to the flesh, drink also promises satisfaction. Everything the world offers can claim our worship if we let it. Tearing long over anything, that is a red flag for us to ponder. So, whether it's long hours away from family, uh, at the office or at the golf course or way too many girls' night outs. And even the physical blessings that God gives His people can become something that our heart tarries long over. Sometimes even before we get them, it's called lust. And it's a dark word that we might use for worship. So as Solomon talks about tarrying long over wine... That can be a reminder to me that if I tarry long over anything, I need to run it by God's Word and see if my heart is right before I go down a path that I shouldn't. Now, Solomon also mentions mixed wine. And this makes me think that, like, for some people, simple wine is just not enough. And so they would push the envelope. And if we make the parallel um, one sin is not quite enough and so a person might push the envelope of a particular sin so take pornography for example after a while uh, a particular type of image may not excite someone like it did before so they can mix other genres of porn into their cup and because no sin actually satisfies all sin that is tarried over long will likely lead to mixed sin because people are always looking for satisfaction and they don't get it. So they try more and they mix more things into the bag. So Solomon goes on then and he describes this person who does not know where their bruises came from. I mean, their own mind and their heart play tricks on them. Uh, this person is paranoid, likely blind to his purpose in life. He's, uh, his life is a heavy fog. He's numb to the joys of true life that God has for him. He has all the fallout that Solomon spoke of, and that is the sorrows, the woe, and the strife. And yet, at the end of the day, he says, I must have another drink. Father God, thank you for your word today. And Lord, your plan for our life is not woe, it's not sorrow, it's not strife. Uh, 
that comes from sin. Um, it's not complaining. Your people have no reason to complain because we trust in you. Father, please help us not to be tricked by sin and the satisfaction that it promises, Lord. No matter what sin it is, please give us discernment in all of life. Uh, these helps that Solomon has given us today and in our previous devotion are touchstones that we might run every issue that we face by your word, that we might know what is good and right and true. Uh, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, all these things Solomon has been pointing his son to throughout the book of Proverbs, Lord. They're for our good. They're not for our sorrow. And Lord, we don't want to go down that path where we're consumed by anything besides you because our life turns into a fog and we might be stuck in the wilderness for 40 years of our life. And Lord, your way leads to the promised land. It's, it's through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by him. He is the great treasure that in our joy we unclench our hands from the world's promises and, and take of. Uh, it's a free gift of God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, who came and lived a perfect life that he might impute his righteousness to all who hope in him. He died a wicked sinner's death, the death that we deserved. He was paid the wages of our sin on the cross, and he rose from the grave defeating the hold that sin had through the law by death. Jesus defeated that, that he might raise us up incorruptible to be with him forever. And he gives us that same resurrection power to live victorious lives over temptation and to experience his joy, even through difficult situations as we live our life here on earth, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.